This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. joined by Major Lauren Schultz, a military mom, a mom of three, and you are currently the director of media and entertainment in the liaison office of the Marine Corps. What's that like? It's awesome. It's a dream job getting to serve um, the Marine Corps, be back on active duty for um, a period of time and here in New York. Uh, It's just, it's a dream job for me. This is my hometown. This is where I was commissioned out of when I joined the Marine Corps. And now I'm back here serving the Marines once again and actually have my family with me and we're all together. So it was wonderful. <laughs> Why did you join the Marine Corps? What's your story? Uh, yeah. So uh, I grew up here in New York. I was in college um, around the time of 9-11. And um, after the towers were hit, I just knew that I needed to do something more um, for my country, for my family, um, and I decided to join the Marine Corps. I was actually uh, in college at the time. I was dating a guy that was interested in joining the Marine Corps, and he had this brochure, and he sort of challenged me. He says, you know, that's, that's, that's not for you. You probably couldn't do that. And I dumped him real quick, and then I went <laughs> down to the office, and I joined the Marine Corps. And I've been a Marine for uh, 17 years now. So you kind of did it almost as a as a challenge. As a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did your family say? Do you come from a military family where that would be, you know, no big yeah, deal? Not at all. So my parents thought I was going to go on to be a lawyer in some corporate office, probably back here in New York. And uh, I joined the Marine Corps, and then I called them after, and I let them know. And they were pretty shocked, um, but uh, very proud, obviously. Now they're they're extremely proud. And um, I think my dad wears a, an Eagle Globe and Anchor, the Marine Corps emblem, on his lapel every day that he goes to work and talks all about his daughter being in the Marine Corps. They're so, so proud of you. What about yeah. that ex-boyfriend? What did he ever say about You this? know, he never joined the Marine Corps, and I don't know what happened <laughs> to him, but... <laughs> you moved on. I moved on. How did yes. you meet your husband? So I met my husband on an airplane. My husband is a Navy officer, and he was stationed in San Diego. I was living in North Carolina, and right before I was about to deploy to Iraq in uh, 2006... I was flying out to California for some training, and he sat down next to me and struck up a conversation and uh, was telling me all about how he was this naval officer, and, and I was so impressed. And by the end of the flight, it was a you know, three-, four-hour flight. I said, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm a Marine. And his reaction? And he still asked for my phone number at the end of the flight, so that was good. Um, but he said there was something different about me. He was, you know, he... he said that, you know, he thought that I was very pretty, and, and uh, but I had dirt under my fingernails because I had just come from the rifle range, and I had f- come straight from the base to hop on my flight, and he's like, why does this pretty girl have, have like, grease on her hands? That's so strange. And so I, he, it made all sense when I mean, we got off the flight, and I said, hey, I'm a Marine. I just got off of the rifle range. I'm about to deploy to Iraq. And he goes, okay, that makes sense. You shock most people, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. But my husband and I, we've been together um, – Oh my gosh, for 13 years now. So he's stuck with me. We met and um, 
two months later, I, I deployed to Iraq. Oh, wow. So we had a long-distance relationship. I was there for six months. Um, I came home, got to spend a little bit of time with my family, and then I redeployed immediately for another six months. And when I came back, he was still there, and he was there with greeting me off the plane with my family, and we've been together ever since. And when did you decide to become pregnant? Oh, my gosh. Um, so probably not until four or five years after we had gotten married. Mm-hmm. Um you know, being in the Marine Corps, it was just that was who I was, and it was hard for me to really reconcile being a mom and a Marine. Um, although in hindsight, so many women do it, and so many women are successful, and the Marine Corps is, is so supportive. Um, looking back now, I probably could have done it earlier, but I was in my early 30s. Um, we got pregnant with uh, my oldest, my daughter Ava. She's seven. I was here in New York. I was working as the deputy director of the office that I am now the director of at the time. I was finishing grad school, and Ava was born um, during spring break. I went right back to school. We finished, and then we shipped my whole family off to Stuttgart, Germany, when she was just a couple months old for uh, another deployment. Uh, But my husband came along with us that time and was an amazing stay-at-home dad for a couple of years. So he quit. Uh, his he was in the Navy, you said? He was in the Navy, and when he was here in New York, he had just left the Navy, and he was working um, for a, a Wall Street firm uh, as a trader. And when I got the orders to uh, Germany, so, he just he said, let's go. Lauren, how does that <laughs> conversation go when your, um, your husband, who was in the military and who did work on Wall Street, quits his job to mm-hmm. raise your child? In a foreign country, with no support. How does that conversation go down with your friends or anybody else that you share the story with? So I think the people that are close to us were not surprised whatsoever. They kind of expect us to do crazy things from time to time. It's not crazy. It's just somewhat of a role reversal. It's refreshing for a lot of people. Um, I just just married a very special man, um, and he didn't... He, he's been supportive of me and my career. I've been supportive of him and his, and we kind of go back and forth. Um, we we truly have uh, shared responsibilities when it comes to raising our kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I even feel like he does more of the load than I do. Um, just last night, my two-year-old, uh, the youngest, woke up in the middle of the night, and he was asking for a dad. And I went in there to take care of him, and he goes, no, 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 I want daddy, I want daddy. And and to me, I think that's wonderful. You know, our kids look at both of us as equal partners in this, mm. this family. Well, they say some military members, service members, um, mm. the, the skills that you learn on the battlefield and in training help when you're trying to raise a family. Oh, yes. Uh, humility, uh, teamwork, uh, grace under pressure, um, chaos multitasking, I think all of those things that I've learned both as a Marine and as a mom and my and as a, as a, as a wife as well. My husband tells a really funny story. When we first got to Germany, Ava was about seven or eight months old and he was a stay-at-home dad and I was on the base and I deployed a lot from that duty station. So I was gone a lot and he would take Ava to the playground. And he said at first, some of the other moms, because there was predominantly moms, there's a lot more, um, uh, men that serve on active duty than women, although that's changing now too, which is wonderful. He said they would kind of give him looks like, who is this guy with this little girl? Where's the mom? And once he was able to break the ice with everybody, they really embraced him. He never joined the, um, you know, any of the spouses clubs, but he was very supportive and he would show up with my daughter and he would be there for daycare and he would have the diaper bag. He would bring her to the base when I was, when I was working on the base so that I could nurse, um, her and we had another baby when I was there, so uh, he had two little ones. So when we and then there. when did you decide to have the third little one? Um, when we 
so after Jack, who's now five, was born, he was born in Stuttgart, Germany. Um, we came home um, a year later, and uh, we were working. I was working at the Pentagon in Washington D.C., and we just we had this little tiny house that only had two bedrooms, but we didn't feel like it was full enough. And we thought about having a baby, and then I was pregnant. So Hunter came along um, in 2016, and he's our he's our little one. So what is it what is it like to be a military mom? Um, I think it's. I honestly think it's the same for just being a mom in general. We all have our challenges, whether you're a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, a single mom. We all have our challenges. And for me, I really relied on the support of the men and women that I served with. They're my family. When they say it takes a village, for me, it truly does. Anywhere I've been, I've had the support of family, uh, military family, so not my, my parents, unfortunately, although they've always showed up when I needed them. Uh, but my friends, men and women alike, I mean, we're in all of these places doing this incredible mission, representing our country, and we come together, we stick together, and I've had to depend on them. And then they depend on me. And my kids have this extended family now all over the world. They have people they call aunts and uncles that are in Texas, that are in Japan, that are in Florida. If any of your children decide that they, too, want to serve their country, mm-hmm. being their mother, yeah. what is the first thing that will go through your head? Uh, just pure joy and pride. Um, you know, serving in the military has its risks, just like any job. Um, maybe some greater risks at times, but if they chose to do that or serve in any capacity, I would feel so proud and I would, I would support them in whatever decision. I would love for them to do some type of service after high school or, or college. Mm -hmm. And if they choose to do the military, we would support them a hundred percent. You did two tours overseas. You were um, you didn't have children no. on either of those I didn't. deployments. Would you go overseas now? I would not volunteer unless something major was happening. Um, it would be really hard for me to leave my kids right now. Um, but I am still wearing this uniform, and if I were asked to go and if the Marine Corps needed me to go, I would absolutely do it. And my husband would support, and so would my family. Is that something that you struggle with, um, fulfilling your duty serving our country? Mm-hmm. And, I know, and I know you said you would go. You just – you're not lining up to go. Yeah. And being a mom. That's really hard. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. And it's even hard for me to say that. And I understand you know, totally. When, and and <sighs> so any working mom, anytime we leave the house, you have uh, driving into the city this morning. I, you know, I left before any of my kids were awake. And I know when I get home, they're all going to be asleep. So I'm not going to get to see them today. Um, but being a Marine, you know, I, I've been a Marine first almost my entire adult life. And I would never want to let down my brothers and sisters in the Marine Corps. And I would be there if they asked me to be. Um, but it, it's, I know moms and dads do it all the time, and it is really hard, uh, but it's the job. Um, and it, my kids go to school, <laughs> and uh, my, my five-year-old, who's my, my Jack, he's the, he's the sweetest one of them all. Um, you know, I've had to leave them for shorter periods of time before. I've had to leave them for, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And whenever I'm gone, um, you know, he's, he, he'll tell his friends, my mom's out getting the bad guys. You know, and my, he's so cool. He's the he's coolest so kid cool. in class. He's the coolest kid in class. My mom's a Marine. She, Marines get the bad guys. 
And I'm and I'm really proud of that. Like, you know, he's I don't know if I've ever told him that, but that's what he surmised from just the conversations that he hears. And when the uh, my Marine brothers and sisters and come over to the house and we tell stories, um, he's he looks up to them. And my oldest. So Jack and Hunter don't do this yet, but Ava will see a service member and they, she will thank them. She knows to go up to them and say, hey, thanks for, you know, thank How you. How old is Ava? Ava's seven. Oh, and what is yeah. their reaction when she does that? It's it's awesome. You know, they, you know, oh, thank you. You know, it's, you know, what's your name? You know, very friendly. Um, so it's really, it's really great. I, I love, I love that part of, of this job. And it's Memorial Day. And Memorial Day is the time for us to remember those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. So, when I think about the sacrifices that I've had to make, they pale in comparison to those that uh, haven't come home. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> it's like it never goes away, right? And I think about those moms too. I have the one, gold star moms. The gold star moms. Um, when I was working um, for a nonprofit, I worked with one woman who has been truly an inspiration to me. Her name is Monica, and her son was killed <clears throat> when he was. Um, I think he was not even 20 years old. And I think about her all the time, especially on Memorial Day on Mother's Day um, and the sacrifice that her family has had to make and the sacrifice that her son made so all of us could do the things that we do every day so that we could be here so you, you and I can have this conversation and we can talk and, and speak lightheartedly about you know raising kids in the military and, and all the other things that we do. And those are the, those, that's what this weekend was going to be about for, for us um, and just remembering those who have given all for for us and for this country. In the military, um, for you, were you around a lot of women? Were you around a lot of mothers? Mm-hmm. How – I know you have friends and relationships with, yeah. with so many others, but for, for women, how, how big is that community? Um, so for the Marine Corps, we're very small. Um, I think we're about 7 or 8% of the Marine Corps are women. Um, of that, I don't know the numbers that are, are that have children. Um, I, I could guess. I had uh, my roommate from the basic training, the basic school, which is where all officers go for sort of like their boot camp, their initial training. Um, my roommate had three kids. Hmm. She had served, enlisted, and then was commissioned to be an officer. And she already had, she had three little kids. And I just remember looking up to her too, you know, we're exhausted, we're in the field, we're training, and she was going home and taking care of three kids. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, how do you do this? That's incredible. Um, so I had some really what did she good – say? She just did it. You just get up every day and you just do it. You know, they're, the, the kids are resilient. She was resilient. They're a tight-knit family. I, you know, they're, she's the godmother of my youngest. Um, hmm. We're still very close. Um, but I had role models like that. So they were few and far between, but they do exist. And um, the men are very supportive too. Do you think you were able to persevere and she, mm-hmm. your, we'll call her your military mommy mentor, yes. that she was <laughs> able to, to persevere because you were in the minority and you are tough by nature and you kind of had to prove yeah. it to yourself but also to everybody else and for your kids saying, look at what mommy's doing. I might not be seeing you tonight or this week or this month, but look what I'm doing for yeah. our country. Failure is not an option. Um, and so there was no other choice but to keep going. And and like I said before, I mean, it we, I've had the support of these incredible women, but I've also been so fortunate to have male leaders that understood that I had a family too. And they had, they understood that, you know, maybe they didn't have to give birth, but they were raising children and gave me the space that I needed and the guidance that I needed to be a better mom and be a better Marine and have that balance. It's so interesting. Uh, my podcast, We're Momming Today, yeah. um, speaks to so many women who 
have done more than the average person. Mm -hmm. And at no point has anyone ever said, um, the, a man has inhibited me, a man has stopped me. It's yeah. encouragement from husbands and fathers and mm -hmm. bosses and, and co-workers. Uh, and that's true. I'm waiting for someone to, to not say that, but everybody seems to agree that it takes a village and, and men are part of that village. Yeah. There's definitely something very special and there's a bond between women and mothers. Um, but we, I could not have done anything. I don't think anything that I've done is all that special, but just getting up every day and raising kids and, you know, being a Marine and leading Marines and working for Marines, I did that because, or I do that because of the mentors I had that are both men and women. You said your dad wears his Marine Corps pin, right? <laughs> yeah. And brags about you all the time. <laughs> what about your mom? What was her reaction to all of this? Um, she was a little bit more nervous. Um, and again, this was just on the heels of 9-11. Of and you can remember what it was like here in New York and the feelings and the anxiety that everyone had. But um, she got over it real quick. And she's tough. I mean, I was raised by very tough, strong parents. And I was so fortunate to have them and still have them. And, and she persevered, too. And I'm sure she worried every night when I was gone, um, especially when I was deployed overseas. But they've been there for me, you know, virtually or in person for all my promotions, from my highs, my lows. Um, you know, How many promotions have you had? So, oh, my gosh, second lieutenant, first captain, major. So that's four. And then I just got selected to uh, lieutenant colonel, which we'll get promoted to in the next couple of months, um, which I'm really excited about. I was commissioned here in New York City in Bryant Park. And all my other promotions were I was promoted in Japan one time. I was promoted in Iraq. I was promoted in Germany. And so this promotion, I'll be back here in New York once again. And I'm hoping to do it in Bryant Park as well, sort of the, the bookends of my career in the military. And in your free time, which I'm sure there's not much <laughs> of, what do you do? <laughs> so I just uh, a couple months ago got certified as a yoga instructor. Um, yoga meditation has really helped me through a lot of this, just being a mom, uh, you know, all of the postpartum issues that so many women face, I faced too. You did? Um, I did, yeah. After my uh, my my second son, after Jack was born, um, I just went through some, some postpartum issues. And it was actually a colleague of mine, a male, in my office who said, hey, something's not right with you, ma'am. Like, my wife went through this and, and you know, what do you – have you ever thought about this? If something, maybe you should go talk to somebody. And I was just blown away that that a guy, a Marine, but he he recognized you know some of those issues that he went through with his wife, and uh, and then when I got back to the states, um, I found yoga and meditation, and that's really what helped me. And ironically, or I don't know if it's ironic or not, but the military is actually starting to embrace a lot of this holistic health and wellness and fitness, um, realizing that the benefits are just incredible for... For PTSD? Even before that, just in training, just to become resilient and to, to, to prevent some of those things from happening. And then also on the back end, yeah, to, to, to help combat uh, PTSD and other symptoms that, that some trauma or just, just the daily grind. Um, How are they embracing yoga and meditation exactly? Um, we've had some senior leaders mm -hmm. um, speak outwardly about it. We bring, they've brought some of these services onto the bases and stations and offered it to the military members. Um, and also by them doing, practicing yoga um, takes away any type of stigma that it's that it's not a tough thing to do or that's, that I would never, I, I don't know if you practice yoga, but it is not easy. I mean, it is, 
<laughs> I do practice. I am a yogi. You Not are. Easy. Yeah, it is. It is a tough, tough thing to do. Um, and even it's physically tough, but the, the mental state that you need to get to sometimes. Like I can't meditate. I've, I've sort of tried. It's very <laughs> difficult to get to that point. It takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and that you have. Well, I try. Not every day, but I try. <laughs> Any message you want to send to all the moms out there and all the the soldiers and the veterans yeah. out there on this Memorial Day? Um, just take a moment to pause and look around, be grateful, and remember those that have really given all and the families that are left behind and honor that memory and celebrate it. Um, people are out there every day. We have Marines deployed overseas right now, engaged. Um, we just lost three a couple of weeks ago in Afghanistan that were here from New York. So I'll be thinking about those families. So anything we can do? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, engage and talk and seek out members in your community that have served or are serving and ask them questions. Like what? See what they're doing. What do they want to do next? What is that next? You know, here in New York in particular, a lot of service members come back to go to some of the schools and they're looking to transition and help them out. If you see someone, see a resume that comes across your desk and you see that they've served, maybe pull it to the top and ask some questions about their service, what they've done and how they want to continue to serve or contribute or what they want to do in the next phase of their career. Um, there's lots of nonprofits out there that you can support and meet the men and women. I mean, we're, we're a small percentage of the population of the United States, but we're in every community. And I bet if you just looked up or looked around, you would find a neighbor or a son or a relative that is serving or have served and just ask them about their service. Or be like Ava. Yeah, or th- just thank them for exactly. Be like my seven-year-old daughter. How does she know who is who served? Or in, who's when a when she sees them in uniform. In uniform. Yeah, okay. or um, in our in our home in our town that we live in now, there's a VFW post, and there was a gentleman who was outside handing out poppy, the the flower, the mm-hmm. emblem of the yes. VFW, and uh, I could tell that he was a marine just because of the some of the pins he had on his on his hat. And uh, she didn't know what branch he was in, but she could tell that he was a military member. And so she went up to him and she said, thanks for your service. And he gave her a little poppy flower and she has it in her in her room. So, yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. And for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.